The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wopat, and a big yee to you all. I used to be Luke Duke. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Hello there, all my lost boys and pixies. You're not going to hear a whole lot of me from for today. I had some things to deal with this week. Uh, but my wife's birthday is coming up, actually, uh, September 1st. But we actually had a little celebration today, and we had to kind of straighten up the home and make some food and everything. We had some family over today. So uh, I've had also kind of a busy week. I've actually been in training. Many of you will know that I was furloughed from my job where I was working in a radio station. I was terminated here in August, officially. Uh, well, I was in training this week for a new position. It's only part-time, and it's going to be seasonal. But I'll be working with Life Touch, which is part of the Shutterfly Company. Basically, I'll be doing school portraits here this fall for student IDs and stuff. And I was in training all this week. And I, there, there was some definite news that I think I popped around. Uh, there was a lawsuit about a Disney resort and everything that's I've heard about. And I heard there was, I guess there were some problems with the Rise of the Resistance ride. Had a little bit of technical issue or something. Uh, I haven't really gotten to dive into any of that. So I won't be able to discuss any news. Uh, but... I did, there was like a DC Comics thing where uh, they had a fan thing, and they did have a trailer for the new film, The Batman, which will be coming out in 2021, as well as a new Batman game that Batman will not really be in, uh, called Gotham Knights, and we're going to talk about that next week. I'll talk with Philip about that, uh, because he's he's definitely more of a DC fan than I am, and we're planning to go together to see Bill and Ted face the music, which we will plan to have a review of that next week and of course we'll have a visit to the trailer park to talk about that little teaser of of the batman that they put out and also the teaser of the gotham knights game and what i've seen of that so i'll be prepared to talk about that next week when i have a lot more time uh as of you know tomorrow i will be photographing some uh, some high school students at a, at a high school here in the area i'm only working two days this week so i'll have three days off i'm not quite back to a full time but at least i'm working and that's i'm very feeling very happy and blessed about that that i am back on some sort of a job. Uh, so it's, it's something. It, it should be fun. It's going to be some hard work, I think. But it should be fun uh, doing the portraits, I think. Uh, but because I didn't really feel like I was going to have time to put together a proper show, and because I wanted you to have some good information, uh, good old Lost Boy Eric has come through for us again. He went to Walt Disney World during this uh, this pandemic situation. And he's got lots of good information if you're planning to try to find a way to go here as we bring summer to a close for like if you're going to have a trip one last time before school starts then depending upon whether your kids are going to be going physically to school or they're going to be going online that's you know it's going to be different i think in almost every town and every school district uh but anyways i'm going to turn the show over basically to eric and then after that uh he's going to throw it back to me and what i'm going to do is throw you over to into a seat to listen to phantasmic so you can just you know, get a little taste of the park that maybe you're not going to get a chance to go to, but, you know, hopefully you are. I hope you're going to maybe get a chance, if you can, to go and visit the park during the pandemic, because uh, it'll probably help. It's been a rough year, so <laughs> being able to get to the park, I'm sure, has been quite helpful. But anyways, take it away, Eric. Eric Warren. Eric, 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 Eric Warren. Eric Warren. Hello, Neverlanders. This is Lost Boy Eric, and I am coming to you with a report from Walt Disney World. Now, fortunately, my family has been able to visit Orlando a couple of times within the last uh, month and a half since Disney World reopened back on July 11th. Uh, certainly with the uh, COVID pandemic, uh, the Disney parks all across the world had shut down. Uh, as it currently stands, uh, Walt Disney World was able to open up respectively uh, with Magic Kingdom and 
uh, Animal Kingdom on July 11th, followed by Epcot and Hollywood Studios on July 15th. My family was fortunate enough to travel out there in mid-July as well as in early August to get an idea of how things are going. Um, we are annual pass holders, so uh, we got to experience the reservation system. And, well, I'll take a few moments and let you know uh, what we have found, uh, how everything has worked, and uh, you know if it's still an enjoyable experience. Now, certainly with the closure of all of the parks worldwide, there certainly is a... Uh, you know, a desire for people to go back, but to do so very cautiously. Uh, the most present, yeah, the most present way that this is shown within all the parks is that uh, you are not allowed to enter uh, if you're not wearing a facial covering, and they are being very specific. It has to be a covering that uh, connects behind your ears. It has to cover your nose and your mouth. Uh, they are not allowing uh, neck gaiters or Masks that have vents that release uh, or, or vent the oxygen away. Uh, it's very simply, it's a facial covering that covers your nose and your mouth. Um, and they're quick to let you know if that's the case. Uh, if you happen to be uh, wearing something that doesn't meet the standards that they have put out. Now, it is the middle of summer. It is in Florida where it is very humid. So um, right off the bat, it is difficult at least for me, to spend the day wearing a mask in those kind of temperatures. And it's not just that you're outside, but you are actively moving. You know, these parks, uh, do you do get a, a good number of steps in for the day. Uh, I don't think that there's a day where we got in anything less than 20,000 steps per day, which is equal to about eight or nine miles worth of walking. Uh, so you're definitely getting your exercise. And with a mask on, um, it, it is a little bit more difficult. Um, we also had to wear masks as we were traveling by plane to get there. Um, and we've gotten accustomed to wearing masks over the past few months. Uh, but again, uh, it, it is difficult, uh, you know, especially if you're struggling to get, uh, air or if you're trying to rush to get to a place. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about, uh, the itinerary that we had. Um, so far, the only parks that we have been able to visit are Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the reason for this is uh, guests are only allowed to visit one park per day. Park hopping is no longer an option. Uh, they will not allow you to you know, even consider park hopping currently. And in fact, to uh, actually get into a park, you do have to reserve space in advance. You have to set up a reservation. Even if you are holding a current active and valid ticket, you still need to have a reservation in order to enter into the park. They are limiting capacity for all of the parks there. Uh, the way that you uh, set up and make your reservation is through the Walt Disney World uh, website. Uh, there's, uh, it's fairly easy to follow the instructions to go through, and um, there's an opportunity for you to go in and select a date and see what parks happen to be available. That's whether you're a resort guest, whether you're an annual pass holder, or whether you have a ticket. You can go to WDW.com, or WaltDisneyWorld.com, rather, um, and search for the dates. And uh, if there's a date that works with your schedule, you can go ahead and select that. Uh, for resort guests, you can select one day for each day that you're at the resort. Uh, if you have a ticket, you can select a day for, you know, that you can travel there. If you're an annual pass holder, though, it's a little bit different story. It's not unlimited access. Uh, annual pass holders are only allowed to hold up to three days at a time. Um, also, annual pass holders, uh, like I said, there's capacity restrictions. So annual pass holders um, have a lower capacity threshold. Uh, if the parks reach a certain number of annual pass holders being reserved for that particular day, they will no longer uh, authorize additional uh, annual pass holders to enter into and make reservations for that park for that day. So it does take a little bit of planning if you're an annual pass holder. Um, for us, fortunately, we're flexible enough that uh, being able to travel there is not uh, a difficult matter for us, thanks to my employer. But um, I know that for others, it could be a much more difficult. And um, honestly, it is something that uh, a lot of other uh, annual pass holders have noted um, and is being discussed online. Uh, a couple of times we have seen that Disney has actually increased the visitor count. Um, there's speculation that maybe they're not getting as many resort guests 
or as many regular uh, ticket purchases as they had expected, but it's hard to say. But with that being said, uh, as I've mentioned, we've been able to visit at least two parks, and uh, we are planning on visiting Hollywood Studios and Epcot within the very near future, and I'll be sure to provide any details and uh, any information I get after we've had the opportunity to visit those parks. Uh, but in our case, we've uh, spent two days at Animal Kingdom and one day at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Animal Kingdom has always been very interesting with... Uh, the opening of Flight of Passage and it within Pandora a few years ago, that, up until very recently, has been the go-to attraction. There's always long lines uh, for us every time we've gone. It's the first attraction that we go to once the park opens. Uh, we always try and get there a little early so that we can be there and go straight to Flight of Passage and get that experience so that we don't have to stay in a long line. We have had one situation where we were in line for a full three hours for that attraction. It is a fantastic ride. Um, it is an amazing ride. Three hours is a bit long. It's, it's worth it, but three hours is definitely a, a bit long. Well, what we have found as we have visited Animal Kingdom and even the Magic Kingdom, uh, and, and this was primarily the case uh, when the parks first opened back up, is that lines were extremely short. Again, they are limiting capacity to the parks. Uh, and I think the longest wait that we have had for any ride between either Animal Kingdom or the Magic Kingdom was about 20 minutes for Splash Mountain. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, going to Animal Kingdom, though, again, we voluntarily went to Flight of Passage first thing in the day because that's our favorite ride. We made our way over to Pandora, wound our way through the queue as it's set up. One thing is, as you look along the ground, they, they do have an extended queue for Flight of Passage because, again, it is the most popular attraction at the park. And you can see all throughout Pandora, they have got uh, social distance markings uh, every six feet so that if you are in a queue and you haven't actually entered the, the, the physical queue for the ride, but it's been extended, you can see where they've already laid out the extended queue should they need it. But in our experience, they didn't even need it. In fact, they may not have even needed the full queue experience as it is. Um, I think you spend more time going through the queue than you actually do. Uh, actually, I think you spend more time on the ride itself than you do walking in the queue. Um, the lines have been incredibly short. No significant wait time, especially for Flight of Passage. Um, in fact, after our first uh, experience on Flight of Passage uh, with this new atmosphere we find ourselves in, we were actually able to bypass the line and board it a second time. So we got to ride Flight of Passage twice within 15 minutes, which in and of itself is very exhilarating. Uh, we had an opportunity to ride it a third time. We declined um, as my daughter was interested in buying a Banshee. Uh, many of the stores, not all of them, but many of the stores are still open, uh, but they have closed some of, some of their retail locations as well as some of their restaurants. Uh, number one, just due to the fact that it is reduced capacity. They don't need to have every location open. They don't need to have every restaurant open um, because there would be a lot of waste associated with that. Uh, we have also uh, found that, um, you know, despite all of this, the cast members are still very eager to talk with you. They're very excited to learn why you're there. And personally, I have made it a point uh, as I talk with cast members to thank them for being there. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine how risky or how scary it must be for them knowing they're going to be coming in contact every day with people from all across the country. Um, we may be seeing some international travel soon because uh, restrictions have been lifting, but primarily the audience right now is coming from the United States. Uh, we... Uh, With everything else that's going on with Animal Kingdom, again, with the longest line not even being five minutes and not even uh, having to go back through the whole entire queue a second time to rewrite it, that does indicate that everything else is also uh, a very short wait. Uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, 
same situation. Very short wait for us to get over and get onto the safari. Um, again, I don't think we even waited five minutes for that. Um, that day we also rode uh, Kali River Rapids, uh, which we were actually able to ride twice in a row as well. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, Everest was closed. That's the large e-ticket roller coaster attraction that they have in Animal Kingdom. Uh, that was closed the entire day. We had hoped to get on it. Uh, myself and my two older children absolutely loved that ride, and we were trying to get my youngest to go on it. She wasn't too upset that it was closed. Uh, we rounded out the day going on um, Triceratops Spin, which is over in uh, the, the dinosaur area. Uh, this was also the day that it was announced that Rivers of Light uh, and... Uh, Primeval Whirl, the uh, wild mouse spinning coaster that they have uh, there in Animal Kingdom, were going to be closed uh, for good. But we did get to ride Triceratops Spin, and we went over and we rode Dinosaur. In fact, my youngest daughter loves that so much that as soon as they got off, she said, can I go on that again? And my two older kids took her, and they rode it a second time. Again, very short lines, you know, almost non-existent. It, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, after we had made that circle around Animal Kingdom uh, and we had finished with Dinosaur, we went and we uh, had lunch at the Restaurantosaurus restaurant that's right there. It is a former McDonald's. They serve, uh, you know, general uh, fast food, hamburgers, uh, chicken strips type of a meal. Um, one thing that we kind of didn't think about but realized after the fact is you can only order these items through the mobile order service, which is available through the Walt Disney World app. Uh, it's a little inconvenient because we weren't, we, we should have expected it, but we didn't. And so while we could have ordered in advance and then uh, hopefully had our food ready by the time we pulled up and got to the restaurant, instead we had to wait about 15 minutes uh, after making our order on the app. Uh, before we could actually uh, go in and collect our meal. We could not even enter the restaurant until our meal was ready to be picked up. So we weren't able to go inside and sit down and relax, have a drink while we were waiting for our meals to be prepared. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, I also want to note that they have um, relaxation stations all around the parks. Um, in Animal Kingdom, the two that we visited, there's one back by the uh, Up a Great Bird Adventure show, uh, which is outdoors, but it's an opportunity where you can sit down at a table, take your mask off, and just relax. Uh, they have water available. They also had one of these stations available at the Pizzafari restaurant as well. Um, after lunch, uh, we weren't quite ready to leave, but we felt we had done everything, so we figured what the heck, let's go ride uh, Flight of Passage again. And again, very short wait. Um, after this third trip on it, my wife and I were, we were pretty much done. Uh, but the kids asked if they could ride Flight of Passage one more time. So we went ahead and let them do that. Again, uh, I think we left Animal, we got to Animal Kingdom that morning at eight o'clock and we left at two o'clock in the afternoon. And we felt that we had done quite a bit. Now, I know that there's still more at Animal Kingdom to do. Uh, there's the um, uh, the train to Rafiki's Planet Watch, where they have uh, more animal exhibits. They have a uh, Art of Animation exhibit. Um, right now is really a good time if you want to try those other off-the-beaten-path type of attractions. Um, more interactive. They've got a gorilla walk and a, a tiger trail where you can go and see more animals. Um, so it, if you are able to go, it's a great opportunity to go to Animal Kingdom and visit some of those little lesser known areas or the lesser visited areas where you don't have to worry about, you know, having to get from one attraction to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, the following day, we went to Magic Kingdom. And again, we found a very similar experience. Uh, most of the attractions had very little weights. Uh, when we got there, we rode um, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train first thing in the morning. And I think we had maybe about a 10-minute wait in that line. Again, extremely short. 
after riding the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, we went across the way and rode Winnie the Pooh. First time for our family riding that. Uh, I found it very uh, similar to the Winnie the Pooh attraction that's at Disneyland. Of course, it was based upon the one that's at uh, Disney World. But it does allow a little bit more bouncing and floating within uh, your honeypot uh, as you go through that ride. Uh, after Winnie the Pooh, we then walked over to Peter Pan. Now, of course, Peter Pan always, always has a line of at least a half hour to 45 minutes. At least we were on it within five minutes. Uh, again, just absolutely incredible how, how short the lines are. Um, after uh, Peter Pan, uh, we rode the Haunted Mansion. Again, no wait. We were able to go right on board. The thing that's different about Haunted Mansion is we, um, for those of you who have ridden the attraction, you know that you enter into a foyer uh, and then you enter into another room uh, called the Portrait Gallery where events happen in normal mode. Uh, unfortunately, in order to keep the line moving and to keep people from staying in one area where you know they could get moved around or not necessarily stay six feet away from each other, uh, that part of the attraction you actually is part of the queue. You go right on through it, and that part of the attraction uh, is not, it doesn't occur, it doesn't happen. But you still go ahead, you board your doom, bu doom buggies, and everything within the mansion from that point on is as you would normally expect it. Um, after that, we made our way over to Splash Mountain. Like I said earlier, it was maybe a 20 minute wait at that. Um, we did find that uh, there was no Splash Mountain merchandise. There's been kind of a run on all of the Splash Mountain merchandise over the past uh, month that the parks have been open because Splash Mountain, you know, it has been uh, announced that Splash Mountain will at some point uh, be imagineered away to be replaced with a Princess and the Frog themed attraction. We'll see what happens there. But for now, Splash Mountain is there. I'm sure they'll be getting in more merchandise. We do hear that merchandise gets cycled in there fairly regularly. Um, but uh, there is a collector's market out there now for that merchandise, which means a lot of people are out there grabbing it up and uh, not giving it a chance to linger on the shelves. Following, uh, following Splash Mountain, we made our way over to uh, the Country Bear Jamboree, which is always a favorite of mine. Again, um, there are areas where you are told to stand and wait for the next show. Uh, pretty much any point where you're not actually in a queue, but maybe in a waiting holding area, uh, they have large round markers on the ground uh, that show where groups can safely congregate. You know, So my family of five, we just find a spot and we sit there and we wait. Uh, of course, I love country bears. Have to do it every time I go to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, following that, um, I'm trying to remember what my wife... Oh, yes. My wife and daughter went on the Carousel of Progress and uh, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters while I took the two older children on Space Mountain. I, I'm always in the need of a good uh, back adjustment, uh, which Space Mountain provides quite nicely. Um, following that, we decided to end our day at Magic Kingdom. Our uh, return flight was coming up uh, that afternoon. So we did say goodbye and we left. Um, our, again, as I mentioned, we have made one additional trip. It was back to Animal Kingdom. And again, there really wasn't anything different from our first experience. Um, Everest was open and we did take my youngest daughter on it on that day. Uh, she has now sworn that she will never, ever, ever ride it ever again. But I'm sure we'll get her on there sometime. Um, there are concerns uh, about the lines because there are switchbacks. There are areas where uh, you do need to pass within very close proximity of other passengers. And the standard six-foot uh, guide marks aren't going to allow that. So, you know, there might be a situation where there is a marker to stop and wait for the party in front of you, they may have to go all the way down to the switchback point, which might not be six feet. It might be 20 feet because that switchback is going to come right back uh, 
and they don't want to take the chance of somebody passing and spending time next to another party where there could possibly be contamination. In other areas, they've put up large plexiglass windows along those switchbacks, which do help to um, allow a bit better flow of traffic. I was kind of surprised that it was used in many occasions, but there were also many occasions where it wasn't used. Um, all of the payment options, uh, whether you're actually in a retail store or if you're at an outdoor cart, all transactions can be done touchless. Uh, for resort guests, that can be done using your magic band. Um, for those uh, who are paying with a credit card or a debit card, uh, if it's got the uh, touch uh, option on it, where you just have to tap your credit card or debit card uh, to the machine rather than insert it uh, for the magnetic strip to be read or for the chip to be read, um, that's available at every location that we went to and actually made the process a little bit easier. Uh, you do not need to enter in a PIN code or for the most part, as far as we could tell you, um, they weren't asking for signatures, at least on the purchases that we made. Uh, mileage might be different uh, if it's a larger purchase or if you're using a credit card. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that really stood out to me. Um, all of the cast members, uh, they are so excited to be back. Um, they're happy to be there. They're happy to help you. Uh, again, as I said, you know, I found myself thanking them for being there for us. Um, they will call you out, though, if they see you not wearing a mask. Uh, cast members are everywhere. Uh, I don't recall that there was any point where I couldn't see a cast member, you know, whether it was a ride operator or a, a custodian or just cast members out trying to help direct traffic and keep an eye out. Um, if your mask was down, they called you out very quickly. Um, as far as characters, um, there are not true character meet and greets where you can uh, go up and get a hug, uh, have a character sign a uh, autograph book. That's not available currently. Uh, what they are doing is there are opportunities um, for, well, in the Magic Kingdom, they have these cavalcades, which is a very small parade in which characters are on a float or on uh, a horse, in, as in the case of Merida, uh, who go down the parade route. Uh, there are other uh, dancers and performers, for the most part, with them as well, and you can get a quick picture as they're passing by. In other uh, locations, uh, some of the characters are actually on a podium or they are in a specific area, uh, which is not necessarily an area where you can directly reach out and touch them, but you're close enough where you can get a little bit of time uh, where you can pose with the character just very separated. Uh, for example, Buzz Lightyear was on the stage in Tomorrowland, and you could come up to the stage, turn around and hold your phone up and take a selfie. Uh, speaking of phones and taking pictures, uh, PhotoPass cast members are out and available at these locations and other camera spot locations throughout the parks, but they will not be able to take your camera or your phone and take a picture with it. Again, that's a, a, something that's a little bit, um, you know, you, you may need to do some planning. You may need to have someone in your group if you're looking to take a large group picture, step out and take that picture for your group uh, rather than a cast member being able to do it. Um, as near as we could tell, food, prep, yeah, food preparation was good throughout both parks. Um, and again, it, it's not the regular Disney experience. It is different. Um, there are, you know, the, those, those performances that we look forward to, you know, walking through Africa, there's no band that's out there serenading or performing for you. Again, you don't have the character interactions that you've had in the past. Um, so if that's something that you look for or would like to do at a Disney park, right now might not be the best time for you to go and do that. But if you're the type of person who just wants to go do the rides and do as many rides as possible, it is a good time. But again, you do have to be abiding by their face mask policies. Uh, another thing that is different is as you enter into the parks, they will scan your temperature. Uh, there are... Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company, uh, but there is a health company uh, located there in Orlando that has their own employees that are going out. They have uh, handheld thermometers, which look something like a, a radar gun that they just point at your forehead 
and verify your temperature. Your temperature must be 100.4 degrees or lower in order for you to enter into the park. Uh, while we didn't have any problems, uh, I have I have heard that in some situations where people have uh, initially gotten a high reading, are able to sit down, take a break, um, have a drink, and try and cool down. And they'll allow you to do this a couple of times um, before you can enter into the park, uh, just to give you every opportunity to um, try and bring your temperature down beforehand. But again, this is another security measure that they have put into place to help establish everybody's health and safety. Uh, again, we are looking forward to visiting uh, Epcot as well as Hollywood Studios. We've got some reservations coming up within the next couple of weeks. And again, um, I'll be more than happy to share my thoughts and my impressions of those parks as well. But again, um, it is interesting and it is different. It is still Disney. The cast members are still happy to, uh, they appear to be happy to uh, welcome you and have you there as part of the, uh, to be there, which um, is is more than half of, you know, the reason you go. The cast members are still wonderful and spectacular, and, you know, I, I give them all the kudos in the world. So again, I can't imagine what concerns and fears they may be facing, but um, again, there's a, a lot of work that has gone into the parks make sure that people are distanced, to make sure that health and safety protocols are in place. And again, if you're the type of person that, you know, you just want to go and you just want to uh, enjoy the attractions and hopefully not deal with too many long lines, right now is a pretty good time uh, to go. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and turn everything back over to the Spider Pan Jeremy. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. Welcome to Fantasmic. Tonight, our friend and host, Mickey Mouse, uses his vivid imagination to create magical imagery for all to enjoy. In a moment, you can experience a beautiful fantasy or an exciting adventure. But beware, nothing is more powerful than the imagination, for it can also expand your greatest fears into an overwhelming nightmare. We now invite you to join Mickey and experience Fantasmic, a journey beyond your wildest imagination.
Station, huh? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.